Comedy LOL Podcast Network. Yeah, Gizzy's still just a pile. She's all cuddled up in, in a blanket right now. Nice. Like the sweetest little angel. Not me, my cat is going crazy right now. All right, I just shared this with you. <clears throat> All right, everybody, looks like my cat wants to open up this podcast with what he has to say. Hey, everybody, welcome <laughs> back to the terrible podcast. Today's quote, nobody can build a bridge for you to walk across the river of life. No one but you yourself alone. There are, to be sure, countless paths and bridges and demigods which would carry you across this river but only at the cost of yourself. You would pawn yourself and lose. And this quote is by Frederick Nietzsche. Um, I think for me, this is one of those, there's a quote in the movie Now and Then. I feel like I always bring up the most random pop culture nonsense. But Brendan Fraser says, you can depend on yourself if you're lucky. And I think it that quote really speaks to the quote you just read because it feels like to me it's one of those, you know, don't be easily swayed by some of these things that are set out there to say that they're going to make things easier for you or they're going to take care of things for you because at the end of the day, you're the one that's supposed to, you know, make your own path and lead your own life and you're then just letting someone else have that control. That's kind of what we were talking about last week um when you were saying you're doing all these things for somebody else. And I feel like this is especially important in kind of the situation we're all going through right now. It's really easy to to want some other thing or some person to kind of tell you what to do and, and make plans for you and help make things easier. But this is a great time for like inner reflection, I think, and to really like know yourself and be like, okay, what is going to make me happy? Yeah, for sure. And I, I think I know it's going to make my cat happy, but he won't stop. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's that's for sure, because there's so many paths out there um, that are just like traps. That's what I keep trying to tell people. There's so many traps out there that you could get stuck in. Um, wow, my cat really wants to go outside. Oh, oh, that little so voice. Funny. I know. Well, the, the thing is, he knows. Like, he knows that that voice, what it sounds like, he's very smart, so he'll do it. So it's not like he's really sad or anything. He just knows if he makes that voice that it, like, reacts with humans. You know what I mean? Like, he'll come in here yes. and just, like, laugh at me. He's like, ha-ha, whatever. Well, not really, because he's a cat. But anyway. <laughs> but no, I, I love this quote, though, because there's so many traps um, and so many people that are going to offer you to help you through life. But the problem is it's always, it's nothing individual. It's always their way or it's always the way that they found. So it's not going to work exactly right for you. It's just like religion, in my opinion. Um, you know, they have one size fits all answer for everybody. And at the end of the day, it just seems like it's more about control because you really lose your own um, choice to kind of make decisions. You have to just, I mean, you still have free will in religion technically, but you have to do what they say. You know, you can't ever stray off the path. And if you do, you're just this evil sinner. Whereas I feel the path, it goes both ways, light and dark. You know, a true a person who uh, is like a full human on this earth experiencing things, they've gone through light and dark things. They've done evil things. 
and um, or bad things or just things they weren't supposed to. And they know what it's like and they know that uh, they don't want to do it again. You know, they don't sit around wondering. So it's it's and they, and they know they're capable of evil, which is good because then they keep themselves in check. It's always the people who think they'll never do evil or they're never capable of it. They're the ones that end up um, paving the road to hell with good intentions because they mm-hmm. think they're doing good. So, yeah, that's why I love this quote. And I think that, you know, if I'm going back to my own literary journey, I don't normally like those, like, choose your own adventure books. Um, But I think that that's kind of what we need to, you know, think about when we're thinking about our own life. You know, just because, especially I think in the age of social media, it makes it seem like, well, if this person's doing this, then I should be doing that too. And it's like, everyone has their own path. Everyone has their own way of doing things. And then you want to make sure you're living for yourself because that's going to actually bring you happiness as opposed to living up to somebody else's ideals yeah for sure and just like you said especially in these times because this time is like a hard really I don't think people realize I mean they do realize obviously but I don't think they actually realize because I still hear people talking about you know once we get back to the way we were and it's like I don't think uh societies or civilizations go back to the way they were after events like this unless a lot of truth comes out in my opinion but even then you know um just look at the way our society's changed. So I think that's, this is an important thing too, because people like us, we realize these things because we rely on ourselves a little more and we can take the time to stop and think about things that are really going on. Think about it for ourselves with our own critical mind and not just take somebody's opinion because they have like a white coat on or like a black robe or a white robe, you know? <laughs> right, or they are really popular or they have, you know, the spotlight on them. Yeah, they're just exactly. people at the end of the day. They don't have any kind of special magical powers or insight or anything like that. Yeah, that people with their own uh, motivations, we always got to remember that. But anyway, so how are you today, Ashley? I'm doing all right. Um, you know, what a what a roller coaster ride it has been over here for me. Started work again on Monday, so back at it, um, creating educational content for the youth of the country, um, but really just kind of living life. It's been beautiful out here. I've been taking, you know, our, our silent right now co-host, Giz, Gizzy, my dog, on walks, so really appreciating all the time I get to spend with her. Somebody asked me yesterday, they're like, how have you been doing with this whole thing? And I was like, honestly, like, I feel great. I don't feel stuck. I don't feel paranoid or anxious or anything like that. It's been surprisingly for me, um, calm and very, very positive. Like I feel so awesome. How are you doing? I'm actually doing pretty well too. Um, I, I can't lie because everything, this is the thing, right? I've never, I've probably never, uh, well, I've, I've never really, uh, money for me like I, when I was younger I used to do really well but then once I got older and just realized what a fucking joke it was I basically just set myself up so I can make enough to survive and save some and live you know mm-hmm. and then figure it out and then uh this all came along and obviously screwed up my plans but and the other angle has been going really well like as far as videos and stuff I've been talking and just um just, just been doing like creating a lot of fun stuff I've been very lucky in that regard I met some really cool people and they put me in touch with other people and I it's like the right place at the right time. So I've gotten to speak to a couple of different doctors that are making the rounds on YouTube. Like one of these doctors got, he put up a video of clip of it and it got like 200,000 views. So it's pretty cool. I'm getting a lot of traffic to my site 
and it's nice because it's it's I'm doing something that I love to do and um, I'm getting noticed. So I, I'm feeling really good. And then another thing I just noticed or I talked about, I'm not sure if it was with you I talked about, but I know I talked about it with another friend. And it's just the fact that it feels like the old system, the old way of life is done. Like that system is just basically died. And people like us realize that that system was bullshit. <laughs> so for us, we're like, yeah, this is great. The problem is obviously, you know, whenever one system dies uh, in a situation like this, hope, unfortunately, another system will usually come take its place. But right now we're in the middle of it. So for us, you know, uh, this is great for us. This is the kind of environment where we would probably thrive. And we like, um, I don't mean as far as like the control aspect of it, but just as far as like, you know, there's so much chaos, nobody knows what's going on. So it kind of, it kind of creates an environment where people like us, I think would thrive a little better. So that's why I think we're doing okay. At first I was going a little crazy because there is information overload. And I think we talked about that two episodes ago about all that. Mm -hmm. stuff. I've been starting to find my center more. And now that I have enough information, I take in information a lot slower. I went back to the way it is. Cause before I was just going crazy consuming, you know, uh, but there's just so much information, but now I just look at what I have to and kind of just go with it, you know? I think that it's really nice um, what you're doing. It, you just, you can tell you're very motivated and into what you're doing. And it's like, sometimes it's nice to get a break from like your kind of real world to be able to focus on these things. Cause you wouldn't have that type of time or energy to do those things. If you were out working, especially now, like getting into the spring and summer, you'd be so busy. Yeah, I would be super busy. And also all these other people that I, that I talked to the doctors and stuff, I don't think they'd have the time either. But now that the whole world's shut down, I mean, some they're still seeing patients and stuff, but mm -hmm. they have all this other free time because what else are you going to do, you know? Mm -hmm. Exactly. And again, like, you know, I'm looking at the things that I'm going around, just looking around in my room and it's like, I've been able to really clean out, you know, really spring clean and get rid of a whole bunch of stuff. And I know me, I'd have that, I'd have the best intentions of doing that, but I'd never get around to it if I was like working still, because I'd be trying to work and then trying to take care of Gizzy and then trying to work out and then having to cook. And then it's like, that always just falls away. Like, oh, I'll do that next week or I'll do it on the weekend. And it never happens. Yeah, exactly. Now you got all the time you want. <laughs> exactly. It's crazy. It's like everybody's wish came true, but they just didn't realize how it was going to come true. Be careful what you wish for, everybody. <laughs> and so many people, I think, are so, um, you know, and I'm talking about my family as well. Like, they're so paranoid about the idea of going outside. But, like, you know, I would made a list of things I wanted to do um, for 2020 at the beginning of the year. And one of them was to try to get outside a little bit more. And I've been doing that every single day. And it's so nice. And it's like, you need to get outside. You need to stay. You can't, you can't stay in your house. I just don't understand how people can stay in their house or their apartment for these long periods of time. Like, aren't you going crazy? I talked about that story, the yellow wallpaper several weeks ago. And I'm like, I feel like that could happen to some people I know because they don't ever venture outside. It's like, now is a perfect time to get back to like nature and just get rid of all the superficial bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree. I just think people, um, unfortunately they're just really good rule followers and it's funny because i've never really been good at following the rules i mean when i was in the Mar i was in the marine corps for anyone listening and i i did what i had to do but i always was like a slacker or just going outside the rules just to do what i had to do like as long as the mission got done and it wasn't in a way that was selfish you know what i mean like i mean a little mm -hmm. bit but 
So now I feel it's the same thing. You know, these people are telling me what to do, but I'm going to find my own information. Like I said, I've already talked to four different doctors on videos. Uh, so if anyone's checking this out, I mean, anyone that's listening wants to check it out, go, go to, uh, if you just go to morelawsmoreproblems.com, you can go to the video tab and you'll see there, there's a bunch of videos. Uh, one of them's with the two doctors and then I'm gonna put the other one up soon. But anyway, and all four of them said not to wear a mask. They said, no way, man, this is like terrible for you. And they also said, like you said, go out, get outside. They're like, this isn't how this stuff works. This is more about control. That's basically what their message was. Uh, and it's really amazing. Like I said, one of the guys went to MIT, um, you know, Duke, and it, it, I don't know. It's, it's just amazing. Um, it's really, if you look at whatever the instructions that are coming out to people, it really, it's just like a, it's more of like a, a system of control. Like, I don't think telling people to stay in their houses is going to stop a virus. You know, like people are going to get it eventually. I don't know, man. It's weird. But anyway, um, yeah. So I think it is a good time. Like, you got to look at the positives of this. You know, it's, it's a good time mm -hmm. to reflect. And instead of going crazy about all the things you can't do or the life you used to not lead, think about the life you want to lead and start to lead that. And that's what I'm doing. Yep, exactly. And I get, get an opportunity to really take advantage since I feel like I haven't done that for several years of the place that I live and go out and see all these different places and really be able to say like, I'm taking advantage of the climate I'm in. Yeah, I love it. Um, and the climate there, they're dual meanings. Um, yeah. <laughs> LA, <okay>. baby. <laughs> <laughs> so let's jump into what we're doing today. We are talking about the two of wands. Um, and then we'll look at two different um, interpretations of that card. And then we're going to kind of see where we're at in terms of time. Um, all right. So the two of wands, this is in the Rider weight deck. What we normally do is I start off with a description of the card and then we go into our initial thoughts before diving into the different aspects of it and then how it applies to different types of readings. So the two of wands, you obviously have two wands in the card, but let's start with the background like I normally do. It's like a bluish gray background. You have a figure front and center and they're wearing like this red cape over a reddish orange tunic with tights and red boots. They have this red hat on. They're looking to the left and in their left hand they have one of the wands. It looks like they're standing almost like on a, a stone balcony. The other wand is on the right hand side behind the figure. Kind of, um, it looks like drilled into the side of the balcony. And in the background you see this this big lake, these mountains, these hills, um, and some pathways, some various buildings. You really want to see what the card looks like. Take a look at our Instagram at terrible2, T-A-R-O-T-B-U-L-L, -L, the number two, so you can see what it really looks like. Oh, and I failed to mention in the right hand of the figure, it looks like he's holding a globe. Okay, initial thoughts. Um, so I think when I first saw this card, uh, I remember it really well because I – when I first got into it, I, I don't know if it was like a video I was watching or something. And the guy was going through explaining all the cards and the way he was doing it was he would just explain what the suits were and what they meant. And then what the numbers meant. And then he would go through the cards and this card. I remember him talking about it. And the first time I saw it though, it really just reminded me of like uh, somebody who's longing for something. He looks like there's something he's missing out on. So he's, he's kind of looking out over, um, the whole lay of the land and the ocean, maybe looking for somebody. That's kind of what I thought at first. Mm -hmm. But um, as I got into tarot, my idea of this changed a little bit. But that's that was like my initial reaction. What about you? 
My initial reaction kind of felt like the age of exploration, like this person was kind of going to, they're looking to, to the, the West and maybe getting on a ship and going to explore. And like with the, the globe or the world in their hand and like the staff, it almost gives, it gives this kind of like, they're like the captain of the ship and they have these ideas of how to get to the quote unquote new world or something. Um, it just kind of gave, gave this idea of like this thinking outside the box uh, exploration type of feel. Yeah, yeah, I could see that for sure. Um, and he kind of reminded me a little bit of like Christopher Columbus. Not that I'm saying he looks like him or anything like that, but okay, let's get into the different parts of the card. Let's start with, let's start with the figure right front and center. So what were your thoughts looking at him? Um, well, I love how you could see his back and he is facing mostly away from us, but you can also see him. So it's kind of this unique perspective that they're giving us because mm -hmm. generally the people are either looking at us or, you know, their backs are turned to us. So, um, I think there's a, um, obviously everything in this deck is done with intention. So there's a reason why we get this view. There's a reason why we don't see over his shoulder and see what he's looking at because we have to focus. It's really more about him. It's not about what he's looking at because he could be looking at anything. Right. That's really what it's all about. And I think that's what they're trying to tell you. So for me, um, it's just, and then again, like you said, like Christopher Columbus. So it kind of reminds me of somebody who is an explorer. He's out there. He's like checking his options. He has the globe in his hand. So he has all these possibilities and then he's up in this really high place. So he's surveying the land. So to me, it's another thing. It's like more possibilities. Like the, the, um, uh, the possibilities are endless kind of is what I get from this guy. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, he does look like an explorer. He's got that hat on. He's got the cloak, um, you know, nice boots, all nice clothes. So it looks like he's also really well off. So he's probably rich. You would imagine like a nobleman or something or like somehow connected or maybe even a merchant. Um, yeah, what would you get? What'd you think? Yeah, I almost, I could see that as well. It almost reminded me of somebody that could be like, um, I, I don't want to use the word like swindler, but kind of like that, uh, like a charlatan who's kind of con like convincing other people that they have this, this knowledge or something like that, that they don't have. Um, going back to kind of what we we're talking about with the quote, but also like, and then I feel like you need to dress a certain way if you to play that part, or maybe they have proven themselves and they're like, I have all these ideas and their ideas came to fruition and they were able to get kind of all of these spoils from from these various lands or from the the monarch or the leader oh there she is starting her barking um and that's why they're able to dress that way what did you think of the color of their outfit well the fact that it's uh red on the outside it reminds me of alchemy yeah. i always uh, I always bring that up because the rubido stage, the reddening, and that's on the outside. So it looks like he's ready to move. He's ready for action. That's really what that reminds me of the red. Um, you know, he's whatever it is, he's looking and he's about ready to go. Mm -hmm. uh, you're better with the colors, though. What do you think about the orange underneath? And maybe it's like kind of where he was in the past and he couldn't, you know, he was kind of stuck there. He had to build his home there before he can figure it out and move on to the next uh, thing that he had to conquer. That's kind of what I'm getting out of that. What'd you get? I was looking at it and it just honestly reminded me of the colors associated with fire. So you've got the red and the orange, um, the orange kind of obviously close to his body and the red coming out. 
and since this, the element of this suit is fire, um, I just thought it was kind of like that inspiration, that spark, that motivation to get this, this figure going to do whatever it is that they want to do. Yeah, I like that. Sorry, I had to go. Uh, <laughs> my cat was going crazy. Welcome back to the Our Pets Go Crazy podcast. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I could I could definitely see that. Uh, what was the, I'm sorry, I was going to bring up something about, something that's sticking up to me, or sticking out a lot, but I don't know if we should talk about it yet. But the way this, this uh, wand, the one on the right is kind of like fixed in there. It has that little hole so you could stick it in there. Mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. reminds me so that kind of reminds me of a flagpole you know how, like if you're an adventurer you'll stick a flag somewhere so it's yep. kind of like he already placed his flag here now he has his next one and he's trying to plot and figure out where he's going to place it so it, that's what it kind of reminds me of the one going into the two where the one is you're established you have the one you know it's the beginning and now you want to move on to the next thing part two so that's what he's doing he's taking his time carefully to look around and see where he could place that other wand or that other flag um, I agree. I think that going off of, you know, what I had said earlier about maybe they, he's already kind of proven himself in a certain way as an explorer, this person with ideas, maybe that was his first venture and it was like, that's put there as like a, a stake in the ground of like, I already did this once, but now here's my new venture. This is something else I want to do. This is the next adventure, the, the next journey I want to go on. And that's the shorter one that he's holding in his left hand. Yeah, I like that. And then he could, it could grow from there. Or even if it might even be like in that stone a little bit, you know, it could be now he just has to pull it out and bring it somewhere else. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Did you have any thoughts about the, the globe in his hand? Yeah, I, so for me, that just looks like that's his possibilities. Basically, like I have the whole world in my hand, I could do whatever I want. And that, again, comes to me, I'm getting that because it seems that he has everything in order. He just didn't, get up one day and decide he's going to go um, to travel, which, you know, that's not a bad thing either because sometimes you just have to get the hell out of where you are, but that's not really what this is about. This isn't about that. This is more about, he, it looks like he's establishing something. So maybe even he established his house there and now mm -hmm. he's moving to, you know, like say he's a Royal and now he wants to go conquer more land or whatever. Um, so the globe for me is just that planning. It's that that's part of it. It's also, like I said, the whole world in your hand. Um, yep. Yeah. What'd you think? Yeah. And I, you know, I was a little bit thrown, I think, by the colors of the, the, the earth or the globe. Um, they almost seem, they're not expected. You've got a green and you've got, um, it looks like an orange kind of color. Um, that they're holding, but again, I feel like that ties more into the fiery aspect of the, the suit. I love that the over, the, the kind of over usage of the green shows like, um, the growth maybe, or like the, um, this like natural inclination that this person has to go about and get all of these things. Yeah. It could also, um, it could also represent either like a fruit, you know, if you look at it, um, it could just, and that could just be like kind of the fruits of his uh, labor, I guess. But I, I do like how it's green and red because, or it's kind of like reddish orange because it does match his cloak a little bit. So maybe that could go to, to what we're talking about. Like that's all the land that he, he either owns. Maybe he owns all that land because he is like mm -hmm. a king or whatever, or he wants to go explore all that land. 
Yes. You know, like this is just the next stop or whatever. And he's just planting these flags everywhere, kind of like Johnny Appleseed. Yeah. What a great story, though, uh, Johnny Appleseed. <laughs> I just love that as a kid. Because um, I was like, I'm going to do that. Um, all right, let's look at the balcony that he's standing on, that this figure is standing on. What were your thoughts there? Well, this looks like... Um it's kind of like usually a spot where you think a soldier might fight from. I mean, usually the walls would be like a little higher, I guess. Uh, but it, it looks like he just has survey of the whole land. So normally we see the castles in the background and stuff, but this guy must be standing on one of those castles because you can see the house or whatever it is down below. So he's definitely has some elevation. Um, mm -hmm. So that's really, it's it just kind of giving me uh you know, like it, it's trying to show you that like this guy has it figured out. Like it's going back to what we were saying before. He could see clearly everything is in his view and he's planning it and he's not trying to, you know, he's not trying to take up a trip or uh, take up, take on a new task willy nilly. Mm -hmm. He's actually planning out and he's looking around and he's doing it from the perfect spot, the perfect vantage point. And then also you could say, like we said before, if he's either a king or maybe a merchant, Wherever he is, however he got that access, he's definitely something important because not just anybody's going to be allowed to stand on the top of the, the tower or whatever it is, the wall, and hold these wands and look around. So it's definitely just showing how important he is to me, like um, how important of a person he is to the people in the society also. Um, I... I agree. And I think looking at it, you know, the stone gives this idea of it's, you, like you said, firmly planted. It's not just this random idea. I also like that it's very much um, a different material than any of the other materials you see in the rest of the card. Uh, so again, gives that very much like a, a manufactured or like a human created structure. You do see a, a few other structures kind of sprinkled throughout the background, but you don't see it looking the same as this stone. It looks very polished and it honestly looks almost like it could be like, well, it does look more expensive. I love the little emblem on the bottom left because it, it really ties into the Thoth card we're going to talk about next for me, because it looks so similar. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great symbol. <clears throat> And I love what you said about the stonework because it it's it looks like they did go out of their way to make it look like there's extra detail there. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, wherever he is, it's really he's definitely in the king's castle or somewhere very very important, big time. Or maybe those are the fruits of his own labor. You know, he was able to get all of these this money from his first venture, his first idea, which you see in the the wand that's planted behind him, and now he's moving on to something new bigger and better onwards and upwards. Yeah, for sure. And, and that'll just go to the, that will just show, um, cause I was talking about how meticulously he plans. Well, if you could see how meticulously he builds and you'll know that's just a whole thing in his life. You know, it's kind of like uh, he's being very consistent. What did you think of the, the little emblem on the bottom left? Um, I, it reminds me, well, it's, it's just like a cross and it's mm -hmm. the, um, the X cross. So it's the one that, uh, it points to the four, um, the four cardinal symbols that are the four, uh, directions. I think it is mm -hmm. right. So that's, that's what that reminds me of. But I, then you have the red and the white. Um, I don't know. You're probably better at this. You're better at colors. what do you think? For me, it tied in a little bit. It felt very regal. 
um, it almost felt like a combination of these, like a joining of these two nations or something like that. I could almost see that being like a coat of arms or something that you would see when two families come together and they create their own like emblem. And it looks like it's a rose to me. It looks like a rose and a lily. And for me, rose always is symbolic. People think of it of like love, but a lily for me is almost symbolic of like death because they always put those out at Easter. And I feel like they're always at any kind of um, like funeral home. Not that I spend a whole bunch of time at funeral homes, but I feel like that's always the scent that they have whenever you walk in there. It's like that overpowering lily smell. Um, and I, I kind of tied that into the idea, this romanticized idea of leaving behind or the, the death of his first venture in the beginning, his love of ex exploration or ideas or moving into a different direction and new ideas um, uh, with the second wand. Yeah, I like that. And it could also point out the balance that you need between life and death or, or just in life in general. Mm -hmm. You have one on top, one on the bottom, similar to like the yin and the yang, but instead of black and white, you have the red in there, the white. Which I like. I think it's still very complimentary and um, they're two very different colors. Yeah. It goes back to what he's, his clothes and the red that he's wearing and the red on the globe. So maybe that's just uh, expressing or it's trying to symbolize his will and his will to go out there and create his reality. And then the white is maybe the other. It's, it could be like the masculine and the feminine energies that you have to used together in conjunction and that's what he's doing and maybe that's why that's his sigil that's a symbol because that's what he did that's what he had to do to create all this stuff mm -hmm. that's what two symbolizes two symbolizes the two coming together to create the third because that's what's next let's move on to the background i honestly feel like we could kind of talk about this all together uh we don't need to divide it up into the mountains and the water and the, the land um what are your thoughts well, I liked how they have the two little towers there in the background because there's another two for a two. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it seems as if those towers aren't as high. So wherever he is, he's, his tower is, it looks like he's kind of almost as high as the mountains. Um, and especially because of where he's standing. So you could tell that the tower isn't actually higher than the mountains, but the perspective, it looks like it's the highest spot in the land other than the mountains. So those other two towers could represent maybe um, where he started and now where he is. Maybe he started in those smaller towers and he built it up and now he has this huge castle. So now he's looking out over the land because he's like, all right, I already, I mean, he's looking out over the ocean because he's like, I already conquered this land right here next to me. You know, I already came and they have the mountains. So maybe he had to climb those mountains to get to where he was to build those other towers. Or they can even be the journey. Say he just climbed those mountains and then he stopped in those two other towers but I think that's what that's really trying to symbolize is trying to symbolize his journey over land. Mm -hmm. And then now he's looking out over the ocean. So that's the biggest thing that I got out of that. What were your thoughts? You know, I, in my card, uh, the, the towers look very similar to the colors he's wearing. Oh yeah. Yeah. I just realized that. So I agree with you that I think that that, and it looks like there's two roads coming from there. Um, so I agree that I think that that was somewhere that he came from, and it seems almost very natural, um, like archaic, very simple, and perhaps his motivation is what got him to where he is now. But it's kind of, it, I like the, the 
the connection to the colors in the background because it's almost like he didn't forget his roots type of thing um, for me. And I love that they're like you brought up the two of the towers is very similar to the two of the wands. Um, because the two towers look on my card at least very similar. Yeah. So they would be a pair. Um, and then looking into the rest of the the background, I love the kind of the idea of the mountains uh with the the peaks and the valleys, giving you this idea of like highs and lows and any idea. Most of the time it will be an uphill battle and things aren't always going to be perfect. It's not always going to work out the way that you want, but it's just a matter of like, you know, keep fighting or, or, you know, keep moving towards your goal. And I love the vastness of the water because we've talked about how water can equate out to emotion. And I think that some people equate emotion with like weakness, but I think it can also be used as motivation and it can be very powerful that could, he can use his desire and his want to do a whole bunch of certain, a whole bunch of different things to move him forward in life along his path, whatever his goals are. Yeah, I like that. That was really well said. Um, did you see the, the uh, city on the mountains? I just kind of noticed that it looks like all the way to the right, it could be like a city or, or a structure. I'm looking at it. Go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say I'm looking at it. At a, um, the card I have is really big because I'm looking for at a, uh, on an iPad. What? What are mm -hmm. you crying about? Or on a nook or whatever the screen is. Um, yeah, so it looks like there could be some kind of like little city in the mountains. So uh, maybe that's even either, like I said, where he came from when he went over the mountains. It was like a place he stopped. So maybe he had to look there to survey this whole valley. And then he took over the valley. And now he's like, all right, I'm done with the valley. Now I got to survey the water. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so this person is definitely out there going to get stuff stuff done. I like it. Okay, so is there anything else you wanted to talk about, Gizmo, please, that you wanted to talk about before we move on to different interpretations here? Uh, no, I think we're good. Okay, so if this card came up in a general reading, Gizzy, what would you say? I'd say it looks like you have a choice. So um, especially a general reading because we don't really, we're not really looking into anything specific. So I would say this, maybe you have a choice coming up or maybe uh, you're facing a choice right now. And it looks like it's a pretty important choice, but it, it's one of those choices that comes at the beginning of something. So it's not like um, it's going to be a really, it's not always a bad choice. Sometimes it's a good choice. It's like, you know, what do I want to do? Uh, like say, for instance, for me, I create videos um, and content and all this stuff. So it could be a choice like, you know, who do I want to record with today? Or what, where do I want to bring my uh, content? What do I want to cover today? Something like that. Or it could be a whole like life choice. Like, you know, I just got uh, out of a relationship and I was able to find myself and I'm okay. So that would be the one wand. And then the two is like, all right, now I'm looking for somebody to maybe start a new relationship. I guess that would be more relationship wise, but it could even have to do with like business relationships or um, even friendship. You know, it's, it's, that next choice that you, uh, that you face. But, and what I think it's telling the person is that I would say is obviously you've made plenty of choices in your life. Um, and if you want to make the right choice, you have to make sure you are coming from the right place. Like this guy, like we said, he, everything else is in order. He's done everything right. He's in, he has the perfect view. There's no other better view he can get unless he's on top of that mountain. But even then he's going to be freezing. <laughs> so 
at least in this spot where he is now, um, you know, it, like I said, it is the best view. So that's very important. You always have to make sure you have the right perspective when you're making a decision because all of our decisions are influenced by many different things. And a lot of times we don't even see those things. And this guy is trying to tell you, he sees everything before he makes this decision. He's up there, you know, um, looking at the whole land and saying what's going to be the best move. And that's really the best way to make any decision, I think. Um, you know, but then again, sometimes I take too long to take decisions. So that could kind of be the negative aspect of this. You can all, I could always say to somebody like, you know, this guy, he has his opportunity right now and he has to act. That's why he's dressed. He already has his shoes on. He's got his coat and his hat. He's ready to go. And once he finds it, he's out. He's not going to sit there and linger and hang out. Yeah, I love that. Um, for a general reading, I would say that if this came, this came up in the, in the, you know, present or future, it would be kind of the idea of moving on from, from something in your past, kind of just letting that go, which I think is very hard for people to do. Sometimes it is easiest to just kind of hang on to those things because you don't want to let go of them. But I think it takes real strength to say like, okay, I'm done with this. I need to move on and, and move forward in my life. And it would be kind of using the emotion to motivate you to move on to do something better because the world is your oyster. That's kind of what I look at and I see it in this card in a general reading. Like you could do anything you want to do, but you need to leave the past in the past, but use that to motivate what your future is. Yeah, exactly. That's your, you shouldn't dwell on it. <clears throat> you just use it. That's what I tell people, you know, get through it, use it. So you kind of already hinted on this, but what if this came up in a relationship reading? Well, I'll, I'll keep going what I said. And if you, if this came up in a relationship reading and say you were somebody who just got out of a relationship and even if it was like, well, obviously if you just got out of a relationship, it wasn't working, but doesn't mean it had to be totally unhealthy, but say it was something that was unhealthy. Um, and you have to remember that just because you were in an unhealthy relationship, it wasn't the other person's fault. It takes two to tango. You are 50% responsible <laughs> for um, everything. So even if that other person, you know, even if they were abusive and they hit you and they did all these terrible things, unless you got out of there right away, um, if you stuck around, then you have to look inside and say, why, why would I stay with somebody like this? And it's not, this isn't something to blame you. You shouldn't feel bad that you did it and you shouldn't blame yourself, but you should at least know that it wasn't the right choice. And there's probably a reason. There's probably things that happened in my past that would cause me to stay with somebody like this or, or abusive in any way. It doesn't have to be physical. It could be mental. You know, you could be what I could be a guy and I'm a six foot four guy and I could have a, I could be dating a tiny woman who's like, you know, abusing the shit out of me. Um, so not that that was, the case, but, uh, I think that, so what I'm trying to say is once you get out of that relationship, you have to establish that first wand like he did. He has it up there on top for everybody to see. Mm -hmm. It's nicely secured in there all by itself. So that's kind of what that symbolizes. I think you have to get that set first before you could move on to, uh, the next adventure, which would be your next relationship. What do you think? Yeah, um, I I look at this in, in terms of relationship. I totally agree. It's moving on, but using what you've gathered from your past relationships. You know, I I have a tendency in my relationship history to swing 
back and forth, I feel like 180 degrees. In this relationship, I was super, super clingy. So in the next one, I'm not going to be clingy at all. And in this one, I wasn't clingy at all. And I just seemed to be an enabler and live two separate lives from this person. So now in the next one, I'm going to be, so I think it's kind of using that and, and being able to evaluate your position in those relationships. I totally agree that you are 50% of the people in the relationship. So you need to be able to look at yourself and say, what did I do here? And how can I move forward? But also, what is it about my partner that I feel like was either really positive or really negative to help guide what kind of you're looking for? Maybe one person was was very authoritative and you like that about them. And the next person was very passive and you're like, what's missing here? So I'd say if you were single, it's kind of definitely getting to know who you are, what you're looking for in life, what are your goals in terms of your own personal goals, and and then how would somebody else fit into that. But I also think that if you're in a relationship, it's all about moving forward and being able to grow as a couple. Not everything is going to stay the same. You know, they call it a honeymoon period for a reason. So you have that period in your life, and then you need to just keep working on it, um, on the relationship, and how do you move forward, and how do you how do you grow as a couple? What how do you change your goals? People grow apart, but they could also grow together. You know, you want to make sure you're doing that. Yeah, that's, that's so true. Um, something else that popped in my mind too, and this is something that seems to happen to me where I'll go like, cause I'm single right now. I'm sure everybody listening to this probably knows this. Uh, but in my life, it seems that I'll go periods where I'll be single or whatever. I won't have any interests. And then all of a sudden, I won't just have one interest. I'll have like two, you know, like it's, mm -hmm. it's just the way that it works. So I don't know if that's something that has to do with my karma or if it's just something that, that has to do with the way the world works. But I could use this card also if that was the case. If say you are somebody who is single and that did happen. Um, I think what this is telling you is just like what we said, you have to stand there and take your time and look around and see what the best option is. It's okay to have all kinds of friends and, you know, to talk to different people and try to figure out what's going to work. I'm not saying mm -hmm. you should be out there. You know, I mean, if you want to go out there and, and uh, slut it up like I used to all the time, you could do that. That's fine. I'm definitely not going to judge anyone that does that. Uh, but, you know, I think when we're, when we move on and we're uh, adults and we're grown up in our life and we want a relationship, um, once we find out who we are, and we're ready for that relationship. We, like I said, you have to survey the whole land. So even if you do have two choices, you could be holding on to one, but you're totally ignoring the other one because he has his back to it. So, um, you know, remember that maybe there's something in here that you could get out of that. You know, what do you think? I totally agree. Oh, oh, oh! We got a Giz attack. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> She agrees as well. Um, I think the people listening are like, their animals seem to be out of control. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's only when we ignore them. Well, it's, I guess it just depends on the time of day. Usually these cats are sleeping, but sometimes they're, they're up and they're like, we want to play. <laughs> well, Gizzy knows as soon as I start recording, she's like, uh, I have to be loud. <laughs> she was literally passed out beforehand. Um, well, she is part of the show, so she's doing her she, job. She she really is. Yes, she's such an added added asset here. Um, my cats are just making guest appearance. She's actually a co-host. My cats are like, we want a meow appearance. <laughs> okay, so let's go on to if this came up in a career focus reading, what would you say? Uh, if this came up, I think I I started a little bit earlier on the career thing too. This would be 
same thing. I mean, especially if you take it now for me, for example, I am non-essential. I mean, I, I'm a DJ tech, you know, that's what I do to put food on, uh, in my belly and in my cat's bellies, but I can't do that right now. So I have to find other avenues. So this is what that could be in that this, is what I'm doing now with the video and stuff in the, the podcasts. And, um, I also set up a subscribe star. So for anyone who's listening, you could support us for as little as $3 and 30 cents a month and you can get extra content and there's different levels than what you think we're worth. So go check it out at subscribestar.com and that's forward slash more laws, more problems.com. But all that stuff is at uh more laws, more problems.com. But anyway, um, so now what I'll do is say, so I was really, you know, I'm really good at DJing and all that stuff. Like I've, you know, like I said, we've talked about, it. I've been doing it for years that's my thing. So that could represent the other wand that represents the wand that's there securely. Whereas the one that I'm holding or the one that the guy's holding his left hand, this could be the new adventure. This is what he's taking out. So this could be, like I said, it, uh, cause I'm using myself for an example. Now this is me taking it by the reins. I'm grabbing that I'm grab, grabbing the globe and I say, all right, I can't use this other wand. It's here. It's stationary. I can come back to it if I need to, but now I got to go on to the next thing. So what are we going to do next? So I'm looking around and I'm trying to communicate with people around me who are like-minded and who want to get the same message out that I do. And that's really important. If you're in a, um, if you want to get into a career or whatever you want to do, you have to find people who are like-minded and who are like you. Uh, so I, I think that's important. And like I said, it's, this is all about perspective. It's all about gaining a perspective and looking around and surveying the land and taking your time before you jump. Cause that's another thing you could, can you hear it? Wow, that he sounds yeah. like a person. It's so <laughs> <No>. so funny. <laughs> um, so it, it, if you look at this, it looks like he's he could jump. Like literally, it's a spot where he's like about to jump. And if you think of jumping into something, that's what he's doing. He's like about to jump right into something. So that's also what did you say? I said for a career focus reading, looking at this, I'm I'm just thinking, Gizzy, please. Um, I just feel like. Um, it, it looks like moving on past some, maybe a past job or experience, either starting a new project or starting a new career. And again, like we talked about at the very beginning, Gizmo, please. Um, <laughs> it's we, so funny how she was quiet <laughs> while I was talking and my cat was, do you think, do you think they talk to each other? I don't, I don't know. It, you know what it is? It's because we both, this is the problem. We both spoil our pets so much. Uh, and <laughs> You know, it's not all my fault. It's definitely other, <laughs> I can blame my, Kendra, it's all your fault. No, my ex-girlfriend, <laughs> we got the cats with who we're still friends and we still, you know, but yeah, no, <laughs> it's great. I love my cats. They're hilarious. I, I think it's just this time of year, something about the springtime, you know, they're just, they get really, they're like, it's the spring. We need to be out there and doing spring things. Like, no, you're a domesticated animal. Yep. <laughs> well, Gizzy's, Gizzy's looking out, out the window right now, barking at other dogs. Yeah, like yeah. somehow that means that they're going to know that she's here or that they care that she's here. Um, so for career focus reading, what I said, looking at this card was like moving on from a separate project. But like we talked about at the very beginning, you know, this is a great opportunity for people to really reflect on like, and what I doing in my job or my career, does it make me happy? Is it fulfilling to me? Is there something else I think I'd be better suited for? Um, you know, we're going to go, I think, back to a world that's very different than the world that was left in terms of, you know, there's a big question mark. I think that, um, 
there's a great opportunity to be able to say like, I want to do something that is going to make me happy. Um, and so I'm looking at this and saying like, you know, look out and say anything that you want to do, you can do you know, for the most part. Um, and use that as motivation to kind of get there. Yeah, I like that. I also would like to say that this card, it does go well with everything that's going on because you're right. If you want to be in control of your own life, you have to be self-sufficient. And this guy is definitely self-sufficient. He's not worrying on anybody else. He's not looking for handouts. Um, he's not going to get in a bread line to get food. You know, he probably has his own garden. He probably has his own animals and his own his own things. And I, you're right. I feel like that's something we're headed toward. I, I feel like we're headed toward a time when we're going to have to either depend on each other or the government or, you know, some other like Walmazon, Airmar, uh, you know, Walmart, Amazon, fucking Walmazart, Zon, whatever, you know what I mean? Like some giant corporation or we can rely on ourselves. And that's, like I said, that's what we're going to have to do. I really feel so, you know, if anyone's listening to this and you're, you're worried and uncertain and what, what's going to happen, you know, I could say that I, in my opinion, I don't really think the world's going to go back to the way it was. It could, but it, it's, it's going to change. And the best thing you could do is to go along with the flow, go with the flow as far as the change in the ways that you can try not to stand in the way of the river because the river's coming. It's a flow. So you're going to have to go with it. But that doesn't mean that you can't have a really good canoe and a paddle in a, you know, and like a life jacket and, and be really aware of what's going on. So you could steer yourself in that direction yourself individually. You don't have to jump on a giant, uh, one of these like whitewater rafting rafts that go, and then you're worried if, you know, a couple people flip it and you're all going to flip. But anyway, you know, you have to be, I think it's good to start self-sufficient just like him. He, he planted this one wand and now he has the other one. So moving forward into this new world that he's holding in his right hand, literally he's holding a new world. Cause if you think about, like you said, Christopher Columbus and the new world and all that, um, all that uh, propaganda that we learned in school. But I think that's kind of what they're talking about here. So we are headed toward that new world. And are you ready for it? Are you looking at it with eyes open like this guy is? Or are you staring at your feet hoping it's just going to go away so you can go back to the way it was so you could just put your head back in the sand? And I don't think that's what's going to happen. Or are you staring backwards, kind of reminiscing about the past, and that's prohibiting you from looking forward? Yeah, are you focusing on... See, he's not even focused on the other wand. He knows it's there, it's set, and it's secure. That could represent the past. You're right. And it doesn't mean it's perfect because it is, it's a wand, and you could tell if you look at it, it's not smooth and it has things growing on it. So it's not technically perfect, but it is perfect mm -hmm. because it's the truth. The truth is what has occurred. So that is the past. It's the truth. And if you look at it truthfully then you will know uh, you can use it, like you said, as a guide for the future. But if you're looking at it in a, if you're looking at it like through rose colored glasses or you're reminiscing about, you know, Oh, it was so great back then. You know, was it really, this is our chance to build a new world and a new way of life. So let's not, let's not fuck it up everybody. You know, uh, unfortunately I'm sure we probably will, but it's all right. Because like I said, you could do it on your own level. It doesn't matter about everybody mm -hmm. else. You just get the people around you. And then for everyone else, you just have compassion. No matter what, you have compassion because, man, whatever they went through put them in these circumstances to come here. And then, you know, like I always say that, and then people are like, they, they take that the wrong way. And what I mean is when I say have compassion all the time, it doesn't mean that you can never 
stand up and assert yourself or you can never defend yourself. That's not what I'm saying at all. I just mean in their point of view, whenever you're trying to imagine what somebody's, uh, I guess you could say their motivations are, try to have compassion. Even if you think their motivations are to rob and kill you, you could say, all right, I'm going to stop you from robbing and killing me. And I'm going to do whatever it takes to stop you, even if it means that I have to take your life because you won't stop. That's terrible. But that doesn't mean you have to hate that person. You could still have compassion in your heart for this person. You could still say, listen, this person might have been raised where they were locked in a cage and their, you know, their parents fucking threw hose water in them or they lived in a shed and they beat them all the time. You never know. And this, I know it sounds outlandish, but this happens to people. There's fucking sick people out there. So you can still have compassion and you don't have to hate this person, but mm -hmm. you still have to deal with them. You know what I mean? Like, so that's kind of where I feel we're at now with this society. So if there's somebody out there you don't agree with or, or, or say you're one of these people who thinks everyone should wear a mask and people that aren't there, if you think, you know, like they're putting people's lives at risk, you also have to have compassion and you have to think why. And then the other way around, if you're somebody who doesn't wear a mask and you think all these people wearing masks, uh, look ridiculous especially because they're not really making themselves any safer it's more like you know an illusion you could still have compassion for that though you could say hey they're just trying to do what's right for everybody else you know and then mm -hmm. because the thing is if you have that compassion you can work towards something from there so if it's not a situation where someone's trying to kill you or whatever like say it's just an argument or whatever if you have compassion you could see the other side and you can establish a connection with that person and that's what it takes because that's really the only way we're going to fix, if you're looking at like societal wide problems, we got to get as many people um, open to what we're talking about as possible, you know, open to these individual ideas, open to the fact that you don't need this giant power to give you everything you have. You can do it yourself. Uh, not everyone's going to listen to that message, but like I said, just have compassion and people are going to do what they're going to do. You can't, can't lose sleep over it. You know, you can only uh, be your best self. Exactly. And, you know, going back to the quote we said at the very beginning, you know, you need to stay true to yourself because then you're going to be on your own path. You can't rely on other people to make that path for you or, you know, lead you on your journey. Yeah, for sure. I think our animals finally calmed down. I know my cat came over here finally. I have a little spot because I have a stand-up desk and I put a, a little pad here, like a cushion, and he'll sit here and that's where he is now. <laughs> so that's good. I'm petting him. He's happy now. I, I am not that confident in Gizzy's current state of mind. She's still looking outside the window, and <laughs> at any moment, I think she's going to go crazy. Yeah, I um, mean, it could still happen with my cat yeah. as soon as I stop, like, <laughs> petting him or I make a good point. He'll be like, that was a great point. Let me agree. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, he just tried okay. to fight me. <laughs> any final thoughts on this card before we move on? No, I think we probably pretty much beat this horse. All right, so let's go to, um, for the next part of the podcast, we normally look at the same card, but in a different deck, so it's a different visual interpretation. Brandon normally gives the description of this card, and we just kind of talk about our initial thoughts. All right, so we're talking about the Two of Wands in the Alistair Crowley Thoth deck, and again, if you want to check out any of these cards we're talking about, go to our Instagram at tarotbull2, T-A-R-O-T-B-U-L-L-2. Or you can just do a nice little internet search. I would not recommend using the G word because they are terrible, everybody. What are you doing still using Google? Anyway, so in this card, I'll, I'll describe it. We have what looks like, I'm guessing they're two wands because the name of this is wands. So we have these two 
different looking wands than we've seen before crossing each other. Um, they look like cigars to me, like, like a cigar you'd see in a cartoon, but then on each point they have, uh, like the bottoms, there's two looks like arrow points. And then the top, it looks like there's two kind of like masks or heads. Um, and then behind them, there are, looks like I would say maybe wisps of fire, two coming out of the top and the bottom, and then one along the side. Uh, or it could, it could also be, it looks if I'm, if I had to describe this to somebody, I would say, imagine a twist tie that was red and yellow. <laughs> That's what it looks like. So it mm-hmm. looks like we have three twist ties in there, two going up and down and one going uh, left to right. And the background itself is a pale blue, like a sky blue with red dots. And it actually looks like it could even be a sky in general because around the outside it's white. So those could be the clouds, but it's just filled with all these red dots. Um, and at the top, we have the symbol for male. And at the bottom, we have the, is that the Virgo? The V, you see it? Mm-hmm. Um, um, or no, what's, you I know feel like better. it's Aries. Aries. Aries, yeah, we should, we should know this. But it's a tarot podcast, everybody. So we, we can get away with astrology for now, but not much longer. Um, so that's about the description of the card. I would say, uh, check it out for yourself. I don't I'm not sure if I remember, uh, mentioned this, but the arrows themselves, I'm sorry, the wands themselves, the parts that look like cigars are, they have like a red outline with a, um, a yellow middle and like orange kind of going throughout. So, uh, very interesting. Definitely check it out. Like I said, um, what did you think about this card, Ashley? Um, so I just quickly looked it up, FYI, and it is Aries. Look at me. I was like, boom, on the spot. To me, when I first looked at it, do you know what these two things look like? They look like squid, like a giant squid. Oh, yeah, it does. It, it looks like a squid body. You're right, yeah. Yeah, because you have the pointed part at the top, um, mm-hmm. or I guess they're down towards the bottom, and then you have, like, the, the mantle part. Um, you don't see the legs, but then you do have these, what you call, like, the twist ties, and I could see that um, being, like, the the legs um and then you have the two extra long tentacles which you wouldn't see here but that's what i initially saw when i looked at this card um i think it's so interesting the the transition from the one of wands to the two because so i you know now having only looked at and we're really exploring these two the color palette seems to be the same so are the wands going to continuously be portrayed as these red orange um like symbols. I don't feel wands when I look at this at all. Um, They don't look to me like wands, but almost like they could be like a, I don't even know. Like to me, I just look and see a squid, but at the bottom, I guess at the the top portion of the two intersecting wands, it does look like a person. Um, Not at the pointed part, at the other part, it does kind of look like a person's head. It looks a little tribal. Um, looking at this and then I see that the, the card says dominion. So like some kind of control. I, I don't know if I see that. Yeah. Um, I think that what we, we can look at it as, I, I see what you're saying. I don't really see wands, but I do see fire and that's really what wands represent. So mm-hmm. for me, if you think about, uh, it's kind of like, these wands are just obscuring the whole vision. So if you did take that background as the sky, you know, it's like these wands are there and they are, uh, they're obscuring the whole view. So it's the only thing you could see. And 
the way what I'm going to do is like take the meaning of a two. So if you take a two, as far as the Trinity, I'm sorry, as far as like, yeah, I guess you could say the Trinity, like the Holy Trinity, you have the three parts. Well, the two, it's that, um, it's like the masculine aspect of it. It's the will to power. It's what, you know, you, you start with the feminine energy, that's the creativeness. And then in order to create, to, to take that idea, you need the will, the force of the masculine. So that's where this comes in. So they're coming together. And I think the word dominion just means, if you go back to like the two of wands and the rider weight that we're just looking at, he, that guy looks like he's surveying his whole dominion. Like that's his mm -hmm. land, right? So, and that's because he was able to get those aspects in alignment, uh, alignment with himself. So now he has his dominion. Now he's going to go create. So in that same way, I think, you're in a spot where here you're ready to create everything's coming into alignment. You have the masculine and the feminine, you know, the left and the right, both sides and uh, they're coming together. And I think that's kind of what the fire is about. It is hard to fit that word dominion, just looking at this card though. But I think if you think of it in that context, as your dominion is where you create, it's your kind of like your backyard or it's your land. Um, what buddy? Oh yeah. Yeah. He agrees. So I think I did well. <laughs> Um, and then I, I also like the horses at the top of the, mm -hmm. it looks like there's, like you said, the people, or they, it could even be like some kind of maybe like a, um, a gargoyle or something head. And then you have the horse head at the top. So to me, this, they're really like instruments of creation, not like a normal wand you would see, but it's just, uh, you know, maybe some old school kind of, uh, hidden magical wand. I don't know, but yeah. And then did you have any thoughts on the background? Well, uh, now that I look at it, it looks like you could kind of fit a Star of David in there. And I love that because the Star of David is nothing more than the masculine and feminine triangles placed on top of each other. And you could also get the air and the, uh, the fire too, because if you look at where, when you put the two triangles on top of each other to make the Star of David you do have the two triangles, but then you also have the two triangles with the lines in them because the lines from the other triangle cause it. You, you understand what I'm saying? Like I'll put up a picture so people see what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. um, but so that it reminds me of that. You could fit that in there. So it's kind of like there was these cloudy skies mm -hmm. and um, somebody wanted to create. So they put this into motion. This is a creation and starting to part that. You're starting to see the blue sky. So it's kind of like the light at the end of the tunnel. And the fact that there's red everywhere, that's for me, that just is what's coming off of, because we're so close to seeing these two wands come together. That's our view. That's our, uh, you know, it's all the power and the energy coming off of them. It's just blinding us kind of. Okay. I like that. Um, I was really thrown by the background. I like the blue part of it because it reminds me of water. Um, but for everything else, I'm like, you know, as per usual, I'm like, what's going on here? <laughs> could also be like a fog or a haze that's starting to clear out and what's clearing it out is the red dots that's in what the red dots just represent these um like an explosion kind of it could be like the shrapnel or, or the um like when these wands so fake picture the wands coming together say there's some kind of like release of energy <clears throat> that's what the red could represent coming out also I, yes, I agree. I look at this though, and I'm just like, yeah, mm. yeah. these cards are definitely, there's a lot to, and that's what I like. It's more really of a work of art, whereas the Rider Waite is kind of, 
uh, it's still really, I, I love the art in the Rider Waite still, but it's more of like a comic. It's more of like, we're yes. trying to tell you a story. This is like a, a masterpiece of art that you just stare at for a while and then you start to get things from it, you know? Yes, exactly. Actually, and I just think, did a, oh, go ahead, go ahead. I feel like it gives you different feelings and interpretations as you move through life. Yeah, for sure. And I just did a reading uh, with this deck and I usually don't use this deck to do readings, but it was with our friend Lee, who's a fan of the show, and she uh, she gave me a reading. I mean, I think I mentioned that last week, so then I owed her one. <laughs> no, mm -hmm. I, I love giving readings. So, but we decided to use the Alistair Crowley Thoth deck because it's a little different, and partly because I left my other deck in the car and I didn't want to go get it. But I, it's funny because I had a feeling to do it with the Thoth deck, and I'm like, ah, I don't know. You know, I kind of like doubted myself. But then when I realized the other deck was in the car, I'm like, you know what? It's, this is a sign we're just going to do it and uh so we did a reading and it came out um there was an ace a two and an ace it was like uh, i think it was um the ace of discs and then the two of wands and the ace of wands so it was oh no it must not have been wands because it wasn't this card um i know it was the ace of discs oh swords yeah i'm sorry ace of discs two of swords ace of swords and it was so amazing because i was saying to her how a lot of times people, when they get these readings, they want bigger cards. They want the major, <clears throat> the major arcana cards. You know, they want the magician. They want the chariot. They want the devil or well, not always the devil or death, but you know, they want the star card. They want the sun, something that's going to tell them something. And I was telling her the fact that you got a one, a two and a one, it just speaks much louder than that because it's, it's kind of like the opposite. It's the universe giving you a giant message, but in a small way, you know, in, it's amazing because I shuffled the cards really well and I laid them out and I just went through and I just felt which one was right and picked it out. So it's not even mm -hmm. like they were near each other. You know what I mean? And so it, it was a really amazing coincidence. And then on the bottom, when I was given the reading, I looked at the bottom was, um, what card was it? I have them right here because I picked out the bottom three cards to do a reading for myself. And it was uh, the real fortune, the hierophant and the lovers were <laughs> all three on the bottom. So I mm -hmm. just used those cards and it was crazy that there were three major arcana. So I've been looking at those lately myself, but um, I think it's important to remember that when you're using this deck, like I said, you really have to look into it and get all the meanings out of it. And that, the reading I did with her lasted a while. I mean, it was probably around the thing for a couple hours, but we were talking about everything, um, you know, life and all that stuff. And that's another reason why I love this uh this whole thing the tarot because you mm -hmm. for yourself that's what it's for i mean if you're listening i love it i love you thank you for listening keep listening to our show donate do whatever like share subscribe tell everybody about it but also go get your own deck and do that this is what you're supposed to do do it for yourself and if you have questions also hit us up we always love to answer questions mm -hmm. uh, so yeah i think that's the important thing about this deck it's it's something that um you're going to be thinking about for a while and you know obviously all the decks are like that but this more so, especially because the detail is so intricate. It's crazy. All right. Any final thoughts on this card before we move on here? Um, no, I think we're good with this. I just really like what you said about the squid. Now, the more I look at it, it really does <laughs> remind me of a squid. So maybe that's kind of what it's supposed to be. Part of that, it's the way that the squid moves through the water. You know, this is how you're supposed to move your wand with elegance and grace and um, with purposefulness. You know, you don't want to just be willy nilly out there with your wand, because if you think about it, everybody is creating this. I always say this all the time. 
But the idea behind Freemasonry, the reason why they say Mason is because they're creating, they're building. A Mason is a stone builder, but to them, it's a pun. They're building, they're building their lives, but they also view everybody as a Mason. That's why they say Freemasons mm-hmm. because everybody's a Mason. Everybody is creating. They just don't realize it. So like we say all the time, what are you creating when you woke up today? What reality did you create? What reality did you create for the people around you? Because that's really where the personal responsibility begins. And if you really want to change the world, you have to start with yourself. You have to start creating the world you want around you, especially if you're able to. You know, in this first world country, we have so many opportunities that we just let go by. And now I think is a great time to think about all those other opportunities we used to have. And hopefully we get them back again. And if we do, I don't want to hear anybody fucking complaining. They better be out there getting things done. Right. Like this is the time, man, really. Um, So yeah, that's what I would have to say about that card, but that's about it. (laughs) That's all. (laughs) Um, I concur. I really have nothing else left to say about the card just because most of the time I'm so confused by these. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. I just want it. Well, it's, I mean the, we bring in the filth deck. It's, it was my suggestion anyway. So I always like to add a little bit extra to it, but that's really, what this to me that's what that deck's all about but it's again it's an individual thing so somebody might look at it and this might be the only deck you use to give readings you might look at it and you might hate it you know so i'd like to think i'm giving an air of relatability in terms of the confusion by some of the cards yeah no i like it because you said the thing about the squid you just bring another perspective and then that allows me to expand on that also which is great All right. So I I feel like once again, we've kind of gone a little long on our two cards. So we'll probably push our, uh, our, um, astrology, astrology, uh, dive for, for another episode. Yeah, that's fine. I, I, well, I think also during these current events that are going on, I've been calling, I've been calling them current events lately with a capital C and then regular U R E N T and then lowercase e for events and then capital v and then mm-hmm. lowercase e and d so like to hide the code in there you know but um no i think during these current events it's good for us to talk about what we're experiencing so that that's kind of part of what we do you know at the beginning and all throughout so i think it's great it's what people want to hear i think i mean if you let us know if you don't but too bad because it's our therapy <laughs> but i think i think it's good for people to get a different perspective because if you turn on the tv you're only going to get one thing you're gonna or i'm sorry you only get two things it's just like you know you get coke or pepsi this is the you know i could tell people this is how you know we're like uh we're uh property we're slaves or whatever or or that maybe that's a little harsh way to put it but this is how you could tell we're the children in the society you know even the grown-ups because we always get two choices you get coke or pepsi no okay Mm -hmm. or or you get cola or seven up you know or you get republican or democrat or you get you know you get to choose your team and I feel like those are the narratives that are out there. We have these narratives that this is going to kill a bunch of people is one. And then the other narrative is, oh, this is nothing. We should go outside um, and scream and go crazy. <laughs> I think we should go outside for sure. But I, I also think there's other uh, ways to explore this. And that's what I've been doing. I've been looking into it from other angles, you know. And that's why I like these conversations because you're somebody who is very open-minded and you don't really fall along with what everyone's doing too. And I think we both can see that there's more to the story that we're hearing. So it's good for us to kind of comment on it and let people know, you know, it's okay. If you don't want to wear a mask, listen, go outside, don't wear a mask, tell people no, you know, if you get a ticket, go to court. I don't, I don't know. You know, I'm not trying to incite a riot, but 
I've in Connecticut, they made a rule where you have to wear a mask. And I've already been in stores and told them that, no, I'm not going to wear a mask. I have a condition. That's what I tell them. Because technically, uh, most of these state laws, I don't know about like where you are, but where I'm at, it says that you're allowed to not wear one if you think it is uh, hurts you medically, you know, like if you have a medical condition, mm-hmm. and you do not have to provide a note. So, you know, after, like I said, after the doctors that I've talked to, they've all said that it's bad because it restricts your airflow. You're recycling all this stuff in your mouth, all the germs anyway, so you can actually make yourself sick because you have to breathe harder. So that makes that already starts to elicit a response from your immune system. And now you're just uh, breathing in all your uh, all your own bacteria and germs that you're supposed to go in and out, you know, and you're not getting new fresh stuff in. So it's just another perspective. Take a look at it. And there's other articles about it. And that's why, because I saw other stuff out there. And uh, I said to myself, well, wait a minute, I'm not just going to trust what the news of the government says, because anytime they've ever told me anything, it was the worst advice ever. So I'm like, let me at least look into it. And then when I did, I didn't have to look far, you know, so I think it's amazing to me that people can realize that the news is lying and that the government lies. But then as soon as a tragedy happens, they go running right to them. You know, it's like, Mm -hmm. it, it reminds me of what we were saying before about the relationship, about the card. Um, I think it was the, the rider weight we were talking about relationship where um you know when things go wrong if you're in a relationship and you're being abused because that's what it's like if we if you think we are in a relationship with our government and they are abusing us look at you just look at history you know like why do we keep going back to them that's a question we have to ask ourselves like there there's some type of codependent relationship that we have with government or with people in charge or just the fact that we need to have a ruler above us um, you know, I think we need to look into that. So I think we can close on that. And I, I think people are happy with these uh, long extra episodes, but let us know what you think. Uh, you know, we'll get to that astrology eventually because I've been diving into astrology on my side time too. And it's, it's so interesting. I mean, once we get into it, it's going to be, it's going to be great. So I really appreciate kind of us talking current events, what's happening now, because I think this is the tarot is a great way to calm people's fears, but also give them some kind of direction. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And that's what the tarot is all about. The tarot is exactly for times like this. I mean, it's good to have a practice. It's kind of like when you practice anything, you practice basketball, you take shots all day and you play with your friends, but what are you doing? If you, if you play on a team, you're practicing for that big game. And right now, is the fucking I mean there's no games bigger than this one everybody it's the mm-hmm. big game so get yourself a deck of tarot and uh rely on your own instinct and keep listening to this podcast and send us money while you're at it <laughs> but yeah but anyway <laughs> uh, if you want to check us out you can go to tarotbowl.com that's where you can find this podcast if you'd like to support us you can go to comedylol.com there's definitely a few different ways you could go through patreon and through paypal and like I said I set up the subscribe star uh so there's plenty of ways and um next week we're going to be talking about the three of wands um and maybe we will get to astrology what what were we going to talk about anyway what's uh what were we going to talk about first well we were initially going to talk about aries because it was the season of aries but i think we should move on because now we're moving into our our next um sign so i think we should talk about taurus oh yeah we're almost at taurus all right let's see how it goes next week and Maybe we can even throw in a little bit about Aries uh, just to kind of talk about it because we'll have a couple weeks to talk about tours, but we'll just play it by ear and see what happens. Yeah, no rush as per usual, you know? Yeah. Got plenty of time. <laughs> exactly. 
Uh, is there anything else you wanted to say before we end this episode? No, I feel good. And I feel like as soon as we end it, Gizzy's going to stop barking. Yeah, exactly. Maybe she just <laughs> pretend to end it. Be like, all right, we're done, but I'm going to talk anyway. And all she's right, standing here looking at me like, I dare you. I tell you, end it, lady, end it. All right, everybody. Well, thank you for listening to another episode of the Terrible Podcast. We appreciate you more than you'll ever know. Uh, make sure you tell your friends about it, like it, subscribe it, rate us wherever you are, send us messages, let us know what you want to hear about, what you think. And until next time, stay, stay terrible. terrible. <laughs>